0: Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host. She's an extreme extrovert, Dr. Grace Lee. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Grace again, and welcome to another episode of Career Revisionist. And today I wanted to talk to you about imposter syndrome. And I feel it's a really important topic. It's one of those that people don't really talk about. And not because it's a taboo subject, but most of the time when we are Suffering from imposter syndrome, we don't realize it, or we just chalk it under, couch it under. Oh, it's a, it's low self esteem, or I don't have the confidence, or this, or the or the experience, and so this is why I'm feeling this way. But imposter syndrome is one of those things that if you have it, you don't want to bring it out there in the open because doing so would mean that you have to be vulnerable, and it's really challenging to be vulnerable like that, and especially for career when you want to be vulnerable and say that, well, I feel like an imposter, like I don't belong here. Then it's kind of putting your bad foot forward. And especially when you are wanting to improve your careers and you want to get a promotion and you want to change career directions and and you want to meet these key stakeholders, it's not something you want to bring out into the open. It's not something you want to to talk about. Because of course, we want to put our best foot forward. And so I wanted to talk about this subject because I really do feel that This is something that's never talked about and it really does deserve some attention. Because if you think about it, being aware of imposter syndrome is really going to give you a leg up in terms of having a higher level of self-awareness. And really having self-awareness will give you clarity. It'll give you clarity of direction. It'll give you clarity of knowing who you are. And that's really the basis of understanding and building a career because you want to be self-aware and be connected to your, your true purpose and your values. So let me first start with talking a little bit about imposter syndrome itself and what that is. So you may be suffering from imposter syndrome if you have this nagging feeling of self-doubt and unworthiness, or if you constantly feel like you are intellectually inferior in any way. And, and this can happen even if you have many achievements, in your career throughout the course of your career and 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 this isn't something that people are born with okay it's not innate it's not it's not a disease it's not a disorder it is it's a syndrome and really it is a way of thinking and so that's why you really want to draw your attention to having a greater level of self-awareness and and when you are suffering from imposter syndrome not only do you feel like you're doubting yourself, and that you're unworthy, and that you're not smart or inferior I- compared to everyone else. But really, you maybe the other side of it is that you're constantly worried that one day someone will just discover you and realize that you don't belong where you are, wherever that is that you are right now. Maybe you just you you have a a job, certain job title, or maybe you are in an advanced degree in university, or you're about to you're about to be promoted. And throughout this whole process that you're going through your career journey, you keep worrying that oh my gosh, I'm about to be promoted, I'm about to graduate, but someday someone's going to realize that I don't belong here, that I don't I don't deserve this promotion or I don't deserve this degree, and I'm just going to get discovered and, be, and I'm going to be exposed. So that's that's the imposter syndrome is that constant worry. And the other side of the coin is that you may also be sensitive to criticism and skeptical of praise. So no matter what anybody says to you, even though you trust them, even though they're your closest confidant in your life, and they're telling you of your achievements and praising you and saying and showing you how worthy you are, you're just skeptical of it. You might say something like, yeah, you have to say that because you're my dad or of course you're saying that, you're my best friend, you don't want to hurt my feelings. So that skepticism is is constantly in the background. And that's because you're always doubting yourself. You're feeling that I don't deserve what I have, right? But in the long term, having imposter syndrome in the long term will hold you back from progressing in your career, right? Because if you feel undeserving of all that you've had so far, if you feel unworthy of all that you've had so far, you're you're constantly going to be worried that you'll be discovered but that's also a self-fulfilling prophecy because what you're going to do is you're 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 going to do things that won't take the risk where you don't take the risk of being discovered right and here's the thing i mean you you might be asking what why does this happen you know in in today's society where there's a whole a plenty of interests out there plenty of things that you can pursue why do people suffer from imposter syndrome and The biggest reason is because we're in a generation of people who are just addicted to comparisons. And then look at social media, and that's the biggest thing out there. Social media has made other people's lives so accessible. like We can have a glimpse into anyone's life that we want. Any idol that we have, any celebrity that we want, any person that we don't actually know, we never met them before. And before, before clicking through onto their page, we never knew they existed. And with the power of social media, we can get a glimpse into their life. We can get a glimpse into who they are. And we can make interpretations of their life and interpretations of the kind of person they are by the, the stuff that they put out there the photos they put out there, the, the blog posts they put out there, the captions they write in their photos or even the stickers and uh, the, the words they put on their photos. And we make judgments, snap judgments about people's lives. And so social media has really given us this playbook where we, on the one hand, we find things that we are attracted to, we find things that inspire us. But at that same moment, We find something that inspires us and attracts us to. In that same moment, we also find and feel things that are missing in our lives. So we see something that inspires us. And in the darkest crevices of our heart and in our minds, we realize, oh, gee, that would be nice to have in my life. Or I don't have that. That person, wow, that person must be so successful. Look at him or her. I wish I had that. And this doesn't happen on a conscious level every time. Most of the times it happens at a subconscious level, right? So we take and, and we don't realize that social media is just a snapshot of someone's life. Most people wouldn't have the courage to post the negative things that are happening in their lives, things uh, uh, post their failures or post instances where they're extremely vulnerable and they have or, or they talk about the, the biggest mistakes they've made their biggest embarrassments, like most people wouldn't post these things, you know, and, and if they do, they wouldn't go into so much detail as to how they got there. And, it, you know, un- unless of course it was, it, it was a post wanting to help people out of that situation, they wanted to inspire you, but most people wouldn't, wouldn't post things like that. And so what we see is all the happy things. What we see is all the successes. And it looks like a success overnight, right? Because it's a snapshot. So we make these snap judgments of, we see the event of success, but we don't see the progress, right? And and the other thing is, like, have you noticed that after you accomplish one thing, you then immediately compare yourself to the next thing? Like you, you accomplish something and you say, okay, good, I got that. And then you have a higher, and because of that, you're, you're, at, you're at the next level because you accomplished, you achieved something. Now you're at the next level and there's a next level that you want. And at that higher level, there is someone else that you can compare yourself to. And then you reach once you reach that, then there's another thing that you want. And there's an, a person at an even higher level that you compare yourself to. So it never stops. When you accomplish one thing, you achieve, you want something, you want to go to the next level, but there's always going to be another comparison. So when does it ever stop? Right. And, and the thing is, comparisons are very limited because of limitations in our grading systems. So the way that we compare, the vernacular that we use is very limited. For example, in school, in elementary school, it's pass or fail. And then some even not elementary school, even some college programs, they don't assign grades. They just say pass or fail. But most school grades are like you get an A, B, C, D or, or an F, right? And and these, these gradations, these grades are very limited, right? 0% to 100%, right? And then sometimes there's there's comparisons on grading systems, like something that has not achieved, achieved, or maybe you can have, receive a merit or something, something that is excellent, right? Those, those words are, are very limited. So comparisons are very limited and there's not a whole lot of nuances outside of our vocabulary about things that are excellent, very good, good, satisfactory, you know, or qualified and non-qualified. So because of these limitations in our vernacular, when we compare, oftentimes verbally, we can't really express what, what, what is uh, what is it that that we want to achieve, right? But our comparisons, because of the limitations of the language of our comparisons, they become quite binary, right? But in our minds, in our in our in our subconscious, there is a lot. There's a lot more nuances, as you know, com- There's a lot more nuances about what we can have and where we are at. Compared to other people, right? So here's the thing it's best, of course, not to compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And oftentimes it's so easy to do that because we're striving for that next step. But the thing is, how do you know where they are at, for example, in their career journey? If you are more in the beginning of your career journey and the person you're comparing to, has been at it for a lot longer or they've had different resources compared to you or they've had a different beginning than you then you're not comparing apples to apples right cuz so, so so far i've talked about what imposter syndrome is why it is present in our society and so then how do you get over that like how, how what is a way that you could overcome imposter syndrome And there's so many, and you can Google this. I'm I'm sure you have Googled imposter syndrome. And there's so many people who blog about it. And there's so many advice columns about imposter syndrome and all these things that you can do, all these, all all these techniques that you can use to overcome it. But I'm just going to boil it down to something super simple, super simple. And I'm just going to give you one, right? And here it is. The way to overcome imposter syndrome is simply to separate facts from feelings. That's it. Because the facts will set you free. Right? And when I mean facts, I mean what is really true in your life, what's really true in your career path right now. So it means that you take a look at your career, your career journey so far, and you ask yourself, what are the fruits that I've produced? What are the results that I have in my career journey? right now. And you be brutally honest with yourself. What have I accomplished? What have I actually achieved? And you don't put any feelings on it. No feeling qualifier, like nothing. You don't say it was excellent. Don't talk about being first class. Don't talk about pass fail. Don't talk about good or bad. Just the fact, the raw truth of it. What did I accomplish? And list it out. Right. And once you've done that, This means that you have to begin to live at a level of truth with yourself. And that's why you have to be able to do this. To overcome imposter syndrome, you have to begin to live at a level of truth with yourself. So you look at the facts of your results, and that's why you do it. So once you own the facts, you've listed out all the achievements I've done in my career path so far, you own those facts, then that is only then that you can begin to own the feelings that are associated with that fruit. And there are feelings associated with everything because our subconscious, our brains, automatically try to assign meanings to things. And this is unavoidable. Everything that happens in your life, all the achievements that you've done in your career so far, your brain will put a meaning associated to it. So that's why when you separate that meaning and the feelings associated with it, all you have in front of you are the cold, hardcore facts. Okay, so... Now you have the facts in front of you, you can begin to own the feelings. If you're looking at your fruits and you're saying that you don't have much results or that you don't have the results that you want, then that's when you change your language, right? So say you have all the facts, you're, you, you're doing the exercise, you're separating the facts from the feelings and you're listing out all your achievements. And then at the end of that exercise, you look at what your the fruits of your life, just the facts of the fruits and the results that you have in your career so far. And you say to yourself, I'm not where I want to be. The fact is, okay, I've done I've done certain things, yes, but this is not where I want to be. I am I'm not close to where I want to be and I don't have the results that I want or I don't have as many results as I want. If that's true, then you change your language. You recognize the fact that you're not there, but you change your language. There's one very important word that you have to insert in that in that vernacular. The word is yet, Y-E-T, yet. You say, I don't have the results I want yet. And that's so important because you're, it's not finite. It's just a snapshot of your, your life right now that you're not where you want to be, that the facts show that you don't have the fruit that you're looking for. You haven't produced the fruit and the results yet. It doesn't mean you're never going to, and it doesn't mean you're not going to go do it. So that's why that language is so important that you say you don't have them yet. Right. Okay. So once you have done that, you ask yourself. So the first step is to ask yourself, what are the facts today? Right. And then the then you own, once you've owned the fact, then you start to begin to own the feelings. What are my feelings about that today? Right. So you're asking about what are the facts of my career? And the most important next step to that is when you start to own the feelings that are associated with that fruit, you're asking yourself, what are the stories that I've been believing? And this is where you're addressing the fact that your brains will automatically start to put meanings onto things. Things that you have accomplished, what does that mean? Things you have not yet accomplished, what does that mean? So what are the stories that you've been believing? And it's really important. I mean, this reminds me of... The movie, I mean, have you seen that movie? Catch me if you can. It's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio where he plays this brilliant imposter and he pretends to be a doctor, a lawyer, a co-pilot. And he was so convincing that he made a lot of money from deceiving people. I don't know. If you haven't watched that movie, go watch it. And, and here's this, here's this awkward teenage boy who was literally able to have any career he wanted all before his 18th birthday. So Leonardo DiCaprio, he played a character, his name was Frank Abingdale Jr. And you might think, well, it's just a movie, but it's not fiction. It was actually based on a true story of the life of Frank Abingdale Jr., right? So he so this was amazing. You see this teenage boy, awkward, humble beginnings. I mean, his his parents weren't weren't rich. They were very humble. They were, they they provide they did their best to provide for him. And they so they he had They had a lot of struggles. They had a lot of domestic difficulties as well. And here he was, able to have any career he wanted all before his 18th birthday. And he literally moved from being a lawyer, doctor, co-pilot. And he was so convincing. And he made millions. He made his millions doing so. And so I spent a lot of time researching why people like him are so successful. And the biggest factor to his success at becoming whoever he wanted is that he had belief. Right? So that's why the next step is asking yourself, what are the stories that you've been believing? Right? And that is your break free from overcoming imposter syndrome. Because what you believe in, your subconscious will manifest itself into your reality. And whatever you believe, you are right for good or for bad. So if you believe that you cannot change your career path, then you're right. If you believe that you don't have anything else to offer, then you're right again. And if you believe that you aren't in control of your future, you're right. And if you believe that you don't belong here, you're right again. But look at this, the reverse part of it. If you believe that you can have an amazing career and that you are the creator of your own destiny, then you are also right. If you believe that you deserve all the successes that you worked hard for, then you are also right. And if you believe that while you don't have the results in your career yet, but it's only a matter of time that you will accomplish them, then you are also right. So if you cling to beliefs that don't serve you, then you'll find yourself saying something like, "Oh, I knew it. I knew I was right. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So that's why belief is really the most important thing. Your beliefs become your actions and your actions make your reality. So really, what are the stories that you have been believing? And is it true? If it's not true, then what else can be true? Right. So separate the fact from the feeling. That's the, that is the key from overcoming imposter syndrome. And once you've done that, and you have an inventory of what's true in your life, what's true in your career, what's true in your achievements, then you can begin to own your feelings associated with that. And when you own the feelings associated with that, it means you're getting real about yourself, about the stories that you've been believing all along. And the thing is, as you're going through the process, remember to have self-compassion in doing so, because it's not your fault that you've been believing these stories right we've been inundated with and conditioned to compare at an early age we've been conditioned to compare each other we've, we've been conditioned to be compared to other people the way the education system was set up you know it's all it's all about grade point averages and it's about how you perform compared to other students in your class the class average you know all these grades are how how uh, acceptance into college programs acceptance into degree programs. is all about comparisons. So we've been programmed to compare at such an early age. So give yourself the gift of self-compassion when you're going through this process in overcoming your imposter syndrome. And if you have any questions, shoot me a a comment as well. If you like the comment here, I invite you to subscribe to my podcast on apple apple itunes and if you're not an itunes if you're not you're not an apple apples fan go to career revisionist.com that's career revisionist.com and you'll see i'm you can also choose to subscribe on spotify i'm also on google Podcasts as well and, and all the android or even even um, even uh, i, I Heart radio so choose your favorite platform there that is at career revisionist.com subscribe, and leave a review as well. I read every single one of your comments. And if you have questions, just drop them into the review as well. And I'd be happy to answer them in my next podcast.